This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're stepping it up with Baby in Tow on our way to episode number 88. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com. And I just want to wish those of you who are listening to this live a happy new year. We are at the start of a new year, which is always really exciting for me. I I like looking back on the year to see what I accomplished, and I look looking forward to the next year. One of the reasons why I think that New Year's is, is such an exciting time for me is because I've been really big about setting goals uh, in the past several years. And some years it's tough to realize that I didn't really meet my goals. I had a few years, 2011, 2012, uh, 2013, where especially with my website, things were tough and that was hard. But uh, 2014, 2015 have brought incredible changes to our family, but they've been good years. And so it's even in the years that it was tough, it was good to look back and see how I did grow and see how things did change. And so I love uh, the start of a new year because I get to look back and learn lessons from last year, but also because I get to look forward to goals for the new year. And I, I hope that you have goals too. So this time last year in 2015, I was about a month away from welcoming a brand new baby. And so this year I'm about a month away from a one-year-old Sadie. Uh, and, and so things look different for me. And one of the things that I've been thinking about a lot is something that we touched on a few weeks ago on the podcast, but that's fitness and health and just, you know, just feeling like I'm taking care of myself and that I am physically where I want to be with myself. So I thought that what would be pretty fun and exciting would be to to launch a challenge. So like a 60-day mama baby fitness challenge. What I'm thinking to do is... This is something that I'm doing for me, but if you want to join in with me or if you want to do your thing along with me or if you know you want to use some of my motivation to help you feed off of that and, and and find your motivation, then that's really cool. I would love to have you join me in this. So I really want this to be something that you can tailor for where you are. I'm postpartum, obviously, 11 months postpartum. Uh, you, But you can do this. You can join into this if you're trying to conceive or if you're pregnant. Even if you're earlier postpartum, you just need to make it work for you. And as we go through the fitness challenge and really dive into it more, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you about how to make those adjustments. I'm planning to officially kick things off next week. That's going to be like the first week of January for those of you who are listening to this live. And like I said, I'm going to tell you how to make this challenge work for you, how to figure out your own goals. Now, like the homepage for the challenge, you're going to be able to find that at birthbabylife.com slash fit challenge. And I'm going to have some handouts and some printables and some worksheets and things for you as you go through it. Maybe we'll put some stuff on Instagram. I'm thinking about doing a Facebook group too. We'll see how much interest there is. But if you want to, if you want to be like in right at the front of the line to get the handouts and the the worksheets and things as soon as they come out head over there birthbabylife.com slash fit challenge make sure to sign up to the notification list and i'll keep you updated with everything that's going to go on now we're going to take a little peek 
this week by talking about basic fitness with baby in tow. And I'll share even more details about the challenge when we officially kick that off next week. But definitely make sure that you've got your early bird slot by going to birthbabylife.com slash fit challenge. Okay, so let's let's talk about fitness with baby in tow. That's kind of where I'm at right now, or, or almost toddler in tow, really. And that's where I know that a lot of you are. So that's what we're going to talk about this week. First, we need to start with reasonable expectations. Now, we talked a lot about postpartum weight loss back in episode 85. So if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that episode. I don't really think that you should expect to lose all the baby weight if you're like one week postpartum or if you just birthed your baby. I mean, that, again, we talk about that a lot on that episode. Um, but, But like I said, you probably are gonna get to the place where you want to start to feel like you have the energy to keep up with everything. And and you perhaps have this desire to feel that your body is where you want it to be. Now, I'll share a little bit about me personally because I, I think that sharing a personal story or personal goals can help other moms to maybe not to be so self-critical, which is so very important for us uh, as women and what we teach our daughters and even what we teach our sons about healthy expectations for yourself. So for me, when I think about getting fit or trim or whatever you want to call it, I never really imagined getting back to my original pre-baby weight. So like... If we look back at my weight before I got pregnant with Cassidy, oh, 15 years ago, uh, I mean, I was I was like a little twig. It's funny that we we actually tease Cassidy now um, at, you know, she's she's just turned 14. We tease her about being a string bean. Um, but th- that's like, that's what I was when I got pregnant with her. And when I think back on that now, sometimes I marvel that I was even able to get pregnant because I was just this tiny little thing. And for me now, looking back on that and thinking, oh, if I ever got back to that weight, I would be thin, but it wouldn't really be healthy for me. Now then, I was like, I got I got pregnant with Cassidy early. I was 19. so And I was super active. Um, I was in college. I was actually majoring in theater, believe it or not, though technical theater, not no on stage for me. I was all about the backstage. Um, but so I was, you know, but I worked long, long nights at shows because I got to college and I really just threw myself into the into the technical theater scene. So there were always shows going on and I was always there and it was kind of eat and run, make classes, kind of hectic lifestyle that you only have when you're in college. And so, I mean, I was just this little, little wave of a thing and it, it was probably healthy enough for me then. I certainly had plenty of energy, but it wouldn't be a healthy weight for me to get to now. I think that I would probably be almost skeletal. Uh, and also at my checkups, I've been told that I've grown a little bit since then, though I can't figure out how that happens because supposedly you don't grow once you're an adult, but maybe paying attention to Esther Goclay and Katie Bowman has done something to my posture. Anyways, that pre-baby weight is not an, it's not an expectation that would be realistic. And I I mentioned that because I just want to challenge you 
to look at yourself and look at that original pre-baby weight that you were at. For many of you or or a lot of us, it's like, you know, my weight when I got married or my weight in high school. And I know some of you have had, have had struggles with weight since then, but a lot of you hold that weight up as kind of the golden weight. And look at it and ask yourself, was that, you know, was that really a healthy weight? Or is 10, 10 or so pounds more than that? going to be a healthy weight. And for me, it it would actually be like, I would say that my ideal weight is like 10 to 15 pounds more than what I weighed at that point when I got pregnant with Cassidy. And that, so that's the weight that I shoot for. Um, I mean, I never want to be back to that pre-baby weight. I always, I always want to be to that weight where I feel like I'll be healthy and energetic and feel feel right in my body if y'all know what I mean by that but also it's a healthy weight to conceive again and and I know y'all are gonna ask because people ask it on the scopes all the time too but I don't know if we'll have another baby or not we'll see what the Lord has planned um right now Sadie and naturalbirthandbabycare.com are my babies uh but uh but you know I I I don't know what the future holds or what we might decide so I always want to make sure that my body is healthy for conception which means that that there needs to be enough uh enough of a little bit of mama padding on there that I'm not starting pregnancy off at at an underweight point so it's realistic it's realistic and really like I said the the ideal weight for me is like 10 to 15 pounds above that weight that I was at with with Cassidy and really I would probably say that like uh, I would probably be comfortable at maybe 15 to 20 pounds more than that because I was really tiny. So for me, and I'll give actual numbers, um, and I'll tell y'all, I am like 5'4", so I'm a shorty. So the weight levels reflect that. So when I got pregnant with Cassidy, I was like between 110 and 112, so I was really tiny. Um, And now, like, my kind of ideal goal weight is 124 to 125. So, you know, right there at, at 10 to 15 pounds more than I was with Cassidy. And then for a lot of my babies, I've conceived when I was around 130 to 135 because I hadn't gotten all the way back to that 124 point. And I I share that with y'all, not because I want you to set your weights on that, but because I want to be transparent and I want y'all to know what I'm talking about. Because especially if you're taller than me, which most of you probably are, the, your weight level is going to be a little bit higher. But like right now, uh, at 11 months postpartum, I'm at about 140. And so I would like to lose 10 to 15 pounds. And my hope is that uh, across the next several months, I can I can see that weight come off and be back to that kind of goal weight point. So that's that's where I want to be. And I share that. Because again, I want to share what I feel are reasonable expectations. I want to share that, sure, I know that I once was 110 or 112 and I probably could get there again. But do I think that that weight is probably an ideal weight for me to conceive? Do I think it's an ideal weight for me with a a nursing toddler and with, with a lot of energy requirements just with daily life? No, I don't think so. I think that that 120, uh, 124, 125 is my ideal. And then really even up to 130 is where I feel satisfied with myself. So I share that again in case it's helpful for you. Not necessarily because I want you to use my benchmarks as your benchmarks, but because I want you to understand my thought process. Um, and And also I'll share that I I was to a point where I was feeling frustrated because several months ago, 
I was still up uh, in like 155 and stuff. And we were also eating a lot of uh, like a lot of quick, easy meals because life was just insane. And I made a conscious choice to change that. And I'm going to share with you in a minute, but I really think that diet is probably the most powerful when we're talking about weight. And it's really just been through diet that that those 15 pounds have come off and, and probably the help of, of having a nursing baby. But um, but I, I think that adding in some some intentional fitness and really, really paying attention to the diet and maybe having a little bit of accountability from you gals here in the fitness challenge will help me see the those last pounds come off over the next few months months with I won't say effortless effortlessly but I will say um you know probably enjoyably and just adding habits into my life that I know have worked for me before and that I know are good habits in my life so with that we'll we'll switch from talking specifically about me let's talk a little bit about some core fitness concepts with baby and toe because these are what we're going to build our foundation on and remember ladies this challenge is going to be for you if you're if you're thinking to try and conceive this year or if you're pregnant there's just going to be some modifications and so across this month and across the challenge we're going to talk about that stuff for you but we're just going to kick off with postpartum simply selfishly because that's where I'm at right now and I know that that's where a lot of y'all are but we're going to touch on everybody and all of this information is good for you if you're TTC or if you're pregnant right now because this is going to be relevant for you in the future so let's jump into these core concepts and there's really four core concepts that I want I want to talk about today, and that's nutrition, which we're going to touch on but not go into detail on. That'll be another podcast. Um, but then a daily walk, a fitness focus, and then rest and relaxation. Those are like the four pillars or core concepts that I want you to keep in mind. And I want you to integrate the first three in the order that I gave them to you, nutrition, daily walk, and then a fitness focus. And the fourth, I, I actually want you to integrate that one first. Rest and relaxation. I put it last though because I know you want to hear that, you know, you want to hear the what's gonna make me sexy or what's gonna what's gonna lose the baby weight stuff first. But really rest and relaxation, I've come to believe is the most important thing. We feel guilty about rest and relaxation because we feel like, oh, that's not doing anything to get me where I wanna be, aka losing that baby weight or getting fit or having arms that look like Madonna and motion. Obama but um but it's really it actually does get you to that place and we're going to come back to it we'll talk about it last so let's talk real quick here about nutrition and again I'm going to do a dedicated podcast on this definitely and we also touched on it in that episode 85 podcast where we talked about postpartum weight loss so if you want like a if you want to get a crash course real quick go back and listen to that one but nutrition is the basis to build everything else on now at first early postpartum ladies this is to help you heal and to help you build a strong milk supply um so i want you to focus on that if you're early postpartum and we talked about this on a i think on a scope earlier this week it was when i talked about this it might have been on the mama baby birthing call but you want to you want to make sure that you're getting enough to eat uh so that you're and it might be close to your pregnancy diet level in those initial weeks postpartum because you just you need that energy, you need that nutrition, your body is healing and and ramping up milk production. So really nourish yourself, nurture yourself. Um, again, I I keep going back to episode eighty five because I talked about it on that, but I really want you to um 
I want you to understand that these those early, early weeks postpartum, even those first few months, when your milk supply is getting established, when you're getting used to being a new mama or a new mommy again, those are those are the weeks to really nourish and nurture yourself and not so much worry about losing anything or getting fit. It's more about healing and getting yourself um, mentally and emotionally into a good, solid, stable, positive place. And then we take a look at what else we need to do and and for many moms even finding that that once you've gotten into that place things are starting naturally to happen on their own okay but then once you get past that early point nutrition is to keep you energized it's to keep you satisfied and it can help you kick that weight loss into gear like I just shared my own personal experience now it's going to change when you're losing. Your nutrition, what you eat when you're wanting to lose, is going to change from that early postpartum period, most likely. It's also going to change if you start to TTC. So if you guys decide y'all want another baby, it's going to change. Or if you fall pregnant again, it's going to change. That's okay. It's totally natural. I want you to think about an athlete. They eat differently at different times, depending on how intensely they're training or if they're kind of in a sabbatical rest period. They eat differently for different levels of performance. So you should not feel guilty if you have different dietary needs at different times. Some of us even find that we need to watch what we eat at certain times in our cycle. And I believe that many women feel there's a stigma with that. That not necessarily just the cycle, but at different parts of my life, at different seasons of my life, I have to eat differently. And there's like this stigma as if I'm doing something wrong. And I want you to go back. I, I often use the analogy of an athlete when I talk about pregnancy and childbirth and things. And here our athlete, she's helping us again. She doesn't feel any stigma that she eats differently at different times. She understands that when she's training for something, she's got to eat differently than when she's at rest or when she's in the off season. It's just an understood. There's no stigma. So if you need to eat differently in your quote unquote off season, when you want to be losing rather than when you're pregnant and you're eating a lot to, to, to sustain your body and to sustain your blood supply and to sustain, of course, your growing baby, there's no stigma there. That's just... It's just when we have different performance needs at different times of life, we eat different fuels. So there's no stigma attached to it. It's just a natural ebb and flow in your life. Just like that athlete has a natural ebb and flow in her life and in her diet. And again, I've said this already, but when you're ready to lose, I firmly believe that diet is your greatest ally. And that's why we're going to do an entire podcast dedicated to this. Just keep that in mind. We're going to switch off of the nutrition topic now, but I really do feel like like diet is your most powerful ally for when you're ready for that baby weight to start coming off. A daily walk is the next pillar or the next core concept that you want to think about. This is your starting point for fitness. And when we talk about all these fitness things, I do believe it's going to help you find tone. You might it, it might help kick that metabolism up a little bit so that the rest of that weight starts to come off in conjunction with diet. But really, I think that these next two pillars that we talk about, the daily walk and then that, that focused fitness look, um, are going to be what help you feel energetic, help you feel at home in your body, help you feel good with you. 
Okay, so the, and the daily walk is your starting point for that. And you can do this daily walk no matter where you're at. So if you're postpartum, if you're trying to conceive, if you're pregnant right now, you can do the daily walk. Those of you who are in my mama baby birthing classes, you hear me uh, you hear me encourage the daily walk frequently. Those of you who are in my great pregnancy class, you hear me say, take the daily walk. That's the foundation for your exercise. And postpartum too, take that daily walk. So it, one note is take it slow if you're in the early postpartum. So like you've just had your baby, please give yourself at least two to four weeks. I would I would err on the side of four weeks. Um, though you might, you know, start ambling to the mailbox at like two weeks unless it's like a mile down the road, like our mailbox is. But if it's just at the end of the driveway, then um, you could start ambling to the mailbox. But but really give yourself time. Because if you give yourself time to rest, to lay around and relax with your baby, if you're pregnant right now, ladies, do everything you can to make sure that you've arranged for this nice postpartum quiet time to just lay around and relax and rest with your baby. That helps you build a good milk supply. That helps you heal up. That helps your postpartum bleeding, that lochia flow, to taper off so that so that when you're up and start getting active again, slowly, you don't have a, a resurgence in bleeding or you don't find yourself totally burning out. So take it slow, and before you know it, those those slow early days will be gone, and you'll be ready to to move back into things a little bit with a little bit more energy. So again, but a daily walk, you can start pretty much no matter where you are, what season you're in. And it really helps you build up your stamina gradually, which is a nice thing. You can start with that first ambling walk to the mailbox and a slow walk and then gradually build up to more. Um, It gives you time out in nature, which I really feel is very beneficial for us as mommies. And it's also very beneficial for our little ones to just have that time outside. Now, some of you might have to walk inside, like at a mall, or, or some of you might go to the gym or something. And that's okay, but it's really ideal if you can at least get out in nature, um, or even just outside, you know, even if you're walking around your suburban neighborhood, or around the city blocks, or the city park, or something. Try and find somewhere where you can be out to walk. And you can take a day off each week, or you could take time off for inclement weather, that sort of thing. That's okay. But just try and make it consistent. I'm not talking about power walking here. I I guess I still have like my little girl giggles when I think about the power walkers that I would see in my neighborhood when I was a little girl uh, in like their, you know, their wind suits and their focused forced steps. And it's just, I kind of giggle about it, but I'm, I'm not talking about, you know, you have to do the power walking where you're pumping your arms and your legs and everything. I'm, I'm talking about just walking, maybe even if you're early postpartum, or you're just getting started with a fitness routine, think about how your toddler kind of ambles along if you're taking a walk with a toddler. That That is a good pace to start with. And that pace allows for many other things in addition to just the walking. It gives you a chance to observe. That's what your toddler's doing, is observing and looking at the world with with awe. Like, we, we say awesome all the time, and it's almost like a, a slang word that means, oh, that's kind of cool, you know, or, oh, that's cool, awesome. But when we think about the word awe, what that really means in something awesome, if it strikes awe in us, it makes us pause. It catches our breath. Sometimes it's even so incredible that that we, we quake in our boots a little bit. So toddlers, when they're looking around the world and they're observing, they, they kind of have that quality of awe. And that's a beautiful thing for us to pick up on. I know that's a little rabbit trail there. 
but but that that toddler pace can bring many things to it and and as you get ready to pick up that pace you know you can you can arrange to to pick it up by having your little one on your back or in a stroller in a pram or something but um but at first that's a good pace to take and maybe a couple days a week at least you take that pace or maybe you take a toddler paced walk a shorter walk earlier in the day and then at a little bit uh a little bit of a, a more strident pace later in the day. But again, you can build up to that intensity. It's Walks are really easy to take, I think, with baby and toddler and toe for the most part. A baby carrier is your friend, or if you can't do a baby carrier, a pram or a stroller will work. I mean, you can put your little one in and go. I like baby carriers. We even can snowshoe with our little ones and baby carriers. But, um, but you do what works for you, especially at first. Uh, snowshoeing and hiking, those can, the daily walk can kind of turn into those things, or those can be some of the daily walks. They tend to be a little bit more athletic, but they're still kind of just ramping up that daily walk. And also, if, if you're wanting to get your hubby involved, or if you feel like, you know, we don't have couple time, uh, a daily walk with him, like maybe when he gets home from work or before he goes to work or whatever, um, or if y'all have flexible schedules at some point during the day, Getting him involved, getting him walking with you can be a really nice nice time to get out and to get quiet and to be, you know, just just to be able to be there with each other. That's really nice. Okay, our next thing that we're going to look at is kind of getting more of a fitness focus, more of like a reasonable fitness focus. So three to four days a week, you can incorporate something else fitness. Like I would layer it on top of the daily walk and you need to pick what works for you. Start with something simple. I mean, even 10 minutes is good. Just do it. Otherwise, it's not, it's not going to get done. Now in the challenge that's coming up, I'm going to use the book Body by You. Because it's a body weight book, uh, it's specifically for women, uh, and I really like the way that he kind of has you progress up. It's it's a male author, and I can't remember his name right now, but the book is Body by You. It is a male author, but I really I really like the book, so that's what I'm going to use. But you should use what works for you. Some tips for finding what works for you is what I usually recommend to to the mamas in my mama baby birthing class is I always give like my top recommendations for the prenatal routines that work for me. But then I recommend that they go to Amazon and they look at uh, either books or DVDs, whichever fits your style more. Look at those, read reviews. If you're pregnant, it can be prenatal fitness ones. If you're not pregnant, man, you know, you got the whole world in front of you. Think about a style of exercise that you might be interested in and just type in that DVD into into Amazon and you'll get tons of results and you can go read the reviews. One of the things that's really nice about the reviews is first you'll immediately be able to discard the ones that get poor reviews. But when you read the reviews for the high rating programs, you kind of get a feel for the lifestyle of the people who are doing those reviews and that can help you pick out one that will fit into your lifestyle and, and your fitness style and your goals. Another option is online programs um, like Fit2B or stay-at-home yoga or those programs. Those are programs that are kind of made for a mom's life and they're kind of made for mommy fitness. So you might find that they're a really good fit for you and a lot of them have like quick and easy routines, which I think is something good. So that might be like a membership program like that might be motivating to you. 
Maybe maybe you want to consider something that doesn't require a lot of equipment or gym membership, though certainly if you thrive on that sense of community and going to the gym and stuff, you can you can do that. But for me, uh, number one, cost is an issue when buying equipment. And number two, like feeling like I have to get the equipment out and deal with the equipment and that sort of thing can be a deterrent for me actually doing anything. Which is why I picked Body by You because it's all body weight. I mean, the most the most that it needs is like a doorway and a towel. And since my preferred place to go through my quick exercise routine is in my bedroom or even in my bathroom, I have those things available. So I don't have to do anything special, really. Um, usually I can... You know, I, I can, I'm already in a t-shirt and I can just, I usually wear skirts. So I can just slip my skirt off and put on a pair of, got like these sweatpant capri things. Put on a pair of those real quick. Do the routine. Maybe change my t-shirt before or after if I know I'm going to get real sweaty. And then I'm also in the bathroom right there if I want to take a quick shower. But basically, I can get through the routine in like 15 to 20 minutes without any equipment. And and for me, that's that's pretty valuable. Another fun thing about body weight routines is that you can often do them with uh, with your kids around and they can kind of copy you. Now, they can do that even if you're using equipment. Maybe they have like a kid size equipment or they just pretend that they have the equipment. Uh, but but it's really nice to have them join you. Another really valid type of fitness that I want to just put put there as an option for you is dancing, because dancing is something you can often do with your kids, and you know you can find like dance for fitness DVDs pretty easily, even on like even on Netflix. We were. Oh gosh, we were talking about the Macarena. It's been several weeks ago now. Um, But we were talking about the Macarena because the kids were like, what's that? Because there had been, at, at the fair this year, they had been doing some line dances and things. And so we were talking about line dances. And so we found this fella on YouTube who taught us how to do the Macarena. <laughs> and so, I mean, even on YouTube, you can find fitness routines and things like that. You can find people who can who can teach you line dance or who can do fitness for dance. And, and dance is a good one because because your kids can join in pretty easy and a lot of kids just love to kind of bounce around the room while you dance so if you're wanting to do it with your with your kiddo in tow that's a good thing but again just the big thing to remember is just do it you know just do it and hopefully hopefully the fitness challenge will help like I said it's kind of selfish for me because I am I'm hoping that maybe the fitness challenge will help me stay motivated and accountable um, and maybe maybe if it goes well, we'll keep like an ongoing fitness challenge for those of you who are listening in the future. But uh, but remember just to do it. Okay, before we finish up this episode, let's touch again on rest and relaxation because I really, really, really do feel like it's essential. You've got to have rest. Now, you can do a walk every day if you want to, but you may want to take one week off or one day off a week too. But definitely for like the focused fitness exercises, only three or four days a week at most. I would say stick with three. But And, and by exercise, again, I'm meaning that non-walking fitness routine, that really focused fitness, though I would say say that like a really challenging hike would count as one of your fitness days so keep that in mind your you know your low-key easy pace walk will count as just a walk but if it's you know if you're really exerting yourself count that as one of your exercise days and in addition to your exercise take a day off from all your work once a week 
please look. Okay, y'all, I am busy. I have seven kids and a husband. Um, I run a, I run a business. I don't know how many of y'all know, but Scott was laid off in summer of 2015. Uh, so I am the primary breadwinner for our family right now. He does a lot more of the childcare at this point, um, but I'm the primary breadwinner. So I've got seven kids, a business. I'm the primary breadwinner. I still cook supper most nights. Then my kids uh, and I, I cook Scott and I's lunch. Um, and Scott does breakfast. The kids do their lunch. So I don't do all the meals. But, you know, I mean, I, 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 I'm really, 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 really busy. But we still take one day a week off. And, okay, I'll tell you a secret here. If you get an email from me on a Saturday, I scheduled that email in advance, okay? So if you if you wake up on Saturday morning and there's a newsletter or something from Kristen in your inbox, that was scheduled in advance because Saturday is our day off. That's our day of rest. We do animal care, obviously. We do any child care needs. Um, obviously, you know, I'm going to still be nursing Sadie constantly. She loves nursing still. But, you know, we're... We do those needs, animal care, child care, we eat meals. We we fellowship, sometimes we visit or have folks over. Um, you know, we do scripture study because that's important for our family. But we take that day off from work. We do sometimes take like a leisurely walk as a family or, or in the summertime we might go swimming at the lake or something like that. But it's a, it's a day of leisure. It's a day of rest. We're relaxing. And... It, it was hard for me to start doing that because, you know, I was kind of 24-7 all the time. But I've gotten to where I, like, crave that time. It's really, really important. Another thing that I try and do is I try and wind down in the evenings. Again, I used to be, like, a work to the last minute because the kids are finally in bed and I can get something done. But in reality, by that point in the day, I'm, like, exhausted. And it works much better for me to get up early in the mornings and try and get a little bit done before they wake up. So I actually have gotten to the point in the past, really I've been trying to do it in the past few weeks, is wind down in the evenings. Um, Crystal Payne from Money Saving Mom has a course called Makeover Your Mornings. Y'all can look that up or I'll put it in the show notes too. Uh, but I got that course and obviously she's talking about the mornings, but one of the things she talks about is preparing the night before. And so when I went through that part of the course, I, I kind of put that little plan that she had that she walked you through setting up in place to help me wind down my evenings to disconnect from my work. Um, we've gotten the kids in bed by that point most of the time. Sadie's pretty good about sleeping at that point now. Um, once I lay down with her, nurse her down, and then I can get back up again. And so then I like I wrap my work up within like a half an hour or so, and then I have like a half an hour to an hour where I can read. And relax and wind down or spend time with Scott. Scott and I watched, oh, we watched Jerry Maguire the other night. Um, just, you know, Scott was like, well, it's it's on, we, we, something, it came up for some reason. And we were like, oh, it's, it's streaming on Netflix. And Scott was like, do you want to watch it tonight? And two months ago, I would have said no, because I have to work. But since I've really been making that intentional you know, making it an intention to try and wind down. I was like, sure, we'll watch it, you know, no sweat. So got Sadie put down, sat down and watched the movie. And actually she ended up waking up and which would have gotten me really grumpy if I'd have been trying to work. But instead I just brought her out front. She kind of bopped on my lap for a little while before she realized that Jerry Maguire was boring and fell asleep nursing. <laughs> but, um, but, but there was just that freedom, that, 
that letting go, that relaxing in the evening and then knowing it'll be here in the morning. And again, that letting go and relaxing on Saturday and knowing it'll be here when the sun goes down. It'll be here when the new week starts and I can start fresh then. I mean, it does it does a couple things for me. It gives me an intentional rest and relax. And then what I just said about I'll start fresh then, it gives me that gift too. That gift to have that clear demarcation of, okay, this week ended and I'll, I'll tell you another secret, ladies. I never finish everything on my to-do list. I never get everything I wanted to get done done. But on Friday evenings, I wrap up, I clean up my to-do list. I, I take a quick look at what I got done, take a quick look at what I didn't get done, what I can drop, what I need to shuffle off. And then I just clear it off and let it go, knowing that Sunday... The week starts fresh. Things start fresh. I can jump into it. I actually sit down on Saturday nights after the sun goes down and kind of look at my goals for the week um, and and do a little bit of planning so that so that Sunday I can hit the ground running. And, and the evenings are the same way. You know, in the evening I let go, go to bed, know that I'll get up fresh in the morning and I usually have some project that's a little bit at least exciting for me. Get up and do that. Have a fresh homeschool day with the kids and stuff. So basically... I take that time for myself and it has made a big difference for me. And I also try and remember not to be, you know, not to be quite so serious. Try and laugh and smile a little bit, ladies. Try and enjoy. Don't always be worried about what you have to get done or what your goals are that aren't getting met. Um, Enjoy the journey, even with your fitness. Enjoy those walks. Laugh, smile. You, You get to choose to be positive. That's one of the things that we've Another secret, I guess, that we kind of stumbled upon with our kids. We were were having a lot of attitude problems. We've got teens in the home, older kids, and little kids who have learned some really teenish attitudes uh, from the crappy attitudes of their older siblings. I'll just say it like it is. But one of the things that we have really seen in the past few weeks is we've really prayed about this and looked into this and like, how can we change the way that our family interacts? Because sometimes it's not good. Again, Scott was laid off. So there was lots of stress, lots of tension, lots of negativity and fear as we were going through those bumps and kind of coming out on the other side and realizing this is the new normal and it'll be okay. Uh, So and and once getting to that other side, we're able to look and say, okay, we need to do some things to fix things for our family. And one of the things that we've realized is that we, as in Scott and I, can choose to be positive, even if we've been dealt, quote unquote, a bad hand, we get to choose how we play those cards. And, uh, and we can do it with positivity. And we've also learned that we can, you know, we can kind of be there to almost mentor our kids and having that attitude. And it's, it has been slow. But we are definitely seeing progress um, in in the changing of attitudes and definitely understanding that it's okay to step in and say, look, you know, I know you're upset. I know you don't want to do this school assignment or you don't want to do these chores or whatever, but you can still choose to have a positive attitude about it. And modeling that, um, it's just, it's really made a big difference. And it's made me a believer uh, in the power of human choice and the power that you have over your own life, the power that I have over my own life. Uh, the power that my kids have over their own lives and choosing who they want to be. And I remember reading from a wise woman very once. She said, you know, that people would always ask her, how are you, you know, you must just be a happy person. You're so happy. And she said, I didn't, you know, I chose to be happy. And after day, after day, after day, after day of choosing to be happy, it eventually became a habit. And so I want to encourage you ladies that that as we go through this, as we're looking at fitness goals, uh, as we're looking at trying to fit fitness in around little ones or 
uh, trying to fit fitness in and setting these fitness goals and then falling pregnant and saying, oh no, I didn't lose the baby weight from the last one. We've all been there, ladies. Um, Or, you know, trying to figure out, I want to lose weight, but I also want to conceive and how do I balance that? All those situations that we as women find ourselves in. I want to encourage you that you can keep a positive attitude, even if it's challenging. Um, and, and that finding that time for rest and relaxation and being positive is going to make a huge impact on your health and on your sense of well-being. Okay, gals, I know we've gone a little bit late here, um, and I've got family that's mutinying for me out front. So we're going to talk next week. We'll talk more about the challenge Um, And we're probably, we'll dig into nutrition and supplements next week, especially uh, because supplements are, that's part of nutrition. So we're going to dig into that. But for now, make sure that you head over to birthbabylife.com slash fit challenge. Get on that early bird list so that you get, um, you get all the handouts and goodies when we launch the challenge and and you get updates and can keep up with it and and maybe follow along with me. So again, birthbabylife.com slash fit challenge. And I will talk to you next week thanks for listening to the birth baby and life podcast with Kristen burgess for great resources and tons more info visit www.birthbabylife.com visit www.birthbabylife.com